you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein. Welcome to the show this week. Well, hi, guys. It is full thrust into November. We've got Thanksgiving coming up next week, and this week I have a special weekend warm-up coaching call replay that I'm going to be playing for you guys. So this is the call that I do. It's open to the public. It's really for my podcast listeners because I know you guys feel like you know me, but I want to know you. And so this is the replay from last month. And in this coaching call, one of the things that I coached a mom through was she was dealing with pretty intense sibling rivalry. And she just feels like both kids want her all the time. And there's only a finite amount of time. She goes to work during the day. And then after, after, you know, school and work, and they've got to get all the things done. And it's just nonstop fighting. And her daughter, wants her brother out of her room, but she wants mom in there. And she feels like she wants, she, she feels like they each want her to constantly play with them. They're not playing together. They're being territorial over their things. And then she also revealed that her son is saying some pretty negative things about himself. He knows that his sister, he feels like his sister hates him. It seems like it's making him hate himself. And she just is very concerned. It didn't sound like she has a lot of support or co-parenting support from her spouse. And very, very sweet mom. And I think that many of you guys will relate to this. I thought it was a really good scenario. And there were other things that we covered, but you never know. You just never know what stories I'm going to share on the coaching calls and what uh, scenarios come up for people that I just think it, I think it's helpful to listen to other parents being coached because it just makes us all realize that we're more alike, the more different. And I think so often as parents, we can just get, you know, it's like we buy into the way people are branding themselves on social media and they're sharing the shiniest parts or the parts that they want us to believe are happening inside their household. And then we compare it to what's really happening in our households and it can just leave you feeling really terrible. So I think that listening to 
real parents and sort of being able to peek behind the curtains of what's happening in other people's homes, it, it, it sort of just helps to do away with that perfect parenting prison that so many of us find ourselves in where it's like, I need to be doing better. And this is not the family that I swore I was going to have. And then you feel like a fraud and a failure. And then to convince yourself and everyone else, you go and you do the branding and put those fake pictures out on social media. And, and you know that you don't really want to do it, but then you do it. And then you're liking all the other people's bullshit pictures. And it's just like, we just got to stop. We got to stop the insanity and be truth tellers and real people and learn from each other. And I just feel like this, there's just this invisible perfectionist parenting prison that so many people live in. And I am on a mission to say no more. We don't even like perfect people. When you're liking all those posts of those perfect pictures, you're just like, Ugh. and you're liking those posts, like, like it's lying. We don't even want to like the posts. So let's start, let's start just being real, actual humans and it's messy. So that's what I have for you uh, this week. I also want you guys to sign up for the next weekend warm up coaching call where I am going to start doing some uh, teaching and some workshopping as well as coaching. And so I have some themes coming up. So in November and December, I'm doing a two part series. This is a free workshop slash coaching call. And I'm doing one in November and one in December. So the November's part one. And I'm going to be sharing my favorite tools to prevent holiday hiccups and more. So if you're worried or if you've noticed throughout other holiday seasons that there, you, you know, it's like you dread dealing with the judgy relatives. Um, you want to avoid embarrassment. Like, I just don't want my kids to embarrass me. What are they going to say? What are they going to do? Are they going to complain about the food? Are they going to like be picky and act like pains in the asses and not sit at the table and not have good manners and not eat anything. So I'm going to be sharing tools to help you guys with all of that. Are you worried? Like it's, it's Thanksgiving. We're supposed to be giving thanks. We want to raise grateful kids. We've heard all these things about gratitude, but then secretly you're worried that your kids are not grateful and they're actually sort of entitled. And maybe you worried that they're spoiled, they're entitled, they act a little bratty raising kids that want to help. So you're running around trying to cook the thing for the holiday dinner or host the holiday dinner. What would it be like to have kids that actually want to help? And then in December, it's like all things presents. And then after the presents, what's our plan for after the presents? So after the presents, now what? What's our plan? Sort of like how I helped you with your Halloween plan. If any of you were listening to that episode, I got a lot of great feedback from that. And also tips for surviving the long days of the holidays when the kids are off. Um, I want to help you guys to have plans for those long days so that you don't dread them and you actually enjoy them. So part one is going to be on November 18th at 2 p.m. Central. Part two will be on December 16th at 2 p.m. Central. And to sign up, it is totally free. 
This is something that I do for all of you guys who aren't in my private programs and it's a chance for you to get it coached. And so I want to meet you. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to know you. Like this is the most fun thing I think I do besides the coach weeks. The coach weeks are also fun and those are going to be coming up in 2023 as well. So go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend to sign up. Can't wait to coach you guys live. Most parents, I think one of our biggest fears is that one of our kids would take their own life. And, you know, we keep hearing all about kids' mental health and suicide rates are up and yada, yada, yada. And now I have a five-year-old saying, my sister hates me and wishes I was never born. And so I kind of want to be dead. And so then, of course, you're like, I need to take this very seriously. And it makes you sad and all the things. Okay. So I just want you to understand, I understand how your brain And tell me if I'm wrong, is probably freaking out when the school reports this to you. Right. Okay. And that being said, your five-year-old does not wish that he was dead and is not on a trajectory to make himself dead. Okay. I know that because he's five and he has stars in his eyes for his parents and his sister as all younger siblings do. And you know what his sister, what her, what her perspective is? Her life was amazing. And then all of a sudden, this kid was brought into the family and like messed up all her happiness because now all of a sudden she has to share exactly what she's saying. Okay. She has to share the people she loves the most with this kid. And it's kind of like, um, I love using the metaphor of imagine if your partner, your romantic partner, I don't know if you're, are you married? It it would be as if your husband, like all of a sudden brought home this like awesome coworker that's his friend. And he's like, Oh God, guess what? You know, Jennifer, she's moving in and she's going to be my wife too. And you're going to love her. Like you guys are going to be friends. She's going to play with you. She's going to hang out with you. Like you're just, y'all are just going to love each other so much. And you'd be like, excuse me, what? I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. Tell me where I'm wrong on that. Right. So the, so the sibling relationship from the older siblings perspective is always an adversarial one because they have stars in their eyes for their parents. And the younger sibling comes into the world and they have stars in their eyes for their parents and their older siblings. So it's like an unequal relationship from the get-go, okay? So the way your daughter has felt is actually normal and I'm going to help you start to clean it up a little bit so that we can change the current dynamic and invite her into a better relationship with her brother. And we can't, you know, it's like if your husband was like, Jennifer's great. And you were like, I don't want her here. 
nothing he says is going to make you all of a sudden open your mind to plural marriage. Am I right there? Correct. Okay. (laughs) So no matter how much you try to convince your daughter, how she should be really happy about her brother and she should, and she should, and she should is not going to convince her. The only thing that actually helps her to start finding a new dynamic with her brother is if she finally feels heard and empathized with and isn't made to feel wrong. So can we understand though, why she might be sending him the message that she can't stand him when he comes in, he space invades, he violates her boundaries by coming into a room uninvited, playing with her things uninvited. And then after he breaks all her boundaries, he gets most of mom's attention. Right. So we can understand why she's probably not super happy with him and sending him the message that he has just made her life worse in every which way, because based on these facts, he is making her life worse. Tell me where I'm wrong. Absolutely right. Okay. So what's the solution? And your issue is super common. So I want you to know this is what I coach people on usually all day, every day, which is a lack of boundaries on your part. Okay. And the boundaries, I have a whole program, like a four-week program all about boundaries because I had to create it because mom after mom after mom after mom was not understanding how to really establish boundaries, what they even meant. You know, like I have people say that about empathy all the time. Like, I know what empathy is, but can you just give me an example? And it was the same thing with boundaries. Like the word boundaries is used a lot, but we don't really know what boundaries mean. And boundaries are, what are the real rules? Like what is actually okay with you, mom? And what's not okay with you? And boundaries look like, Here's the deal, guys. We have toys in the common areas of the house, and you're welcome to play in the common areas of the house and play with toys. And when we play in the common areas of the house, we play together. And the toys in the common areas of a house are for everyone to play with. And then you have certain special toys that you keep in your room. Your room is your own. It's where you go to be alone. It's where you go to play alone. It's where other people are not allowed to come in unless you invite them in. That is your space. So that's the rule in this family. And I am not going to be playing with you in your room. I'm in the common areas of the house. I got things to do. I got meals to cook. I've got emails to return. I've got stuff to do. So when we're in the common areas of the house and you want me to constantly play with you, I just want you to know my answer is going to be no. And I'll invite you if you want to cook with me, if you want to do something with me, you can come and you can join me. You can fold laundry with me. You can mop floors with me. You can help me. I would love it. And I don't have a lot of time in my day to be playing all the time. And nor do I want to, right? I don't, I don't want to be playing all the time. I'm an adult, not a little kid. And you guys play differently than me. And you're kind of meant to play. You're most creative when you play alone. So we're going to have a new way of doing things. When you can't respect the rules of the household and you're constantly demanding me to play with you and it doesn't work for me. And I invite you to come do whatever I'm doing and be helpful 
with me and you choose not to, if you continue to ask me and ask me and ask me, just know the answer is no. And I'm not going to even be engaging in that conversation. Like I'm just going to stop talking and you're going to be asked to go to your room and play alone because that's called badgering behavior. And and badgering behavior is actually bullying behavior. And we are no bullying family. So there's no more of that anymore. So I'm not going to be playing with you guys 24-7. I'm going to be doing things. I will invite you to do my things with me. And if you keep asking and asking and asking, just know the answer is no. And if you keep on, then you'll be asked to go to your room. Because the guilt and the working mom guilt, which I is real, okay? And then you have these experts who are like, and you need to play with them for 20 minutes a day. What I would say is five to 15, I teach five to 15 minutes of what I call present engaged time. And that doesn't always mean it's just connecting, right? It's like your phone is down, you're with them for five to 15 minutes a day. That five to 15 minutes, if you, if you worked late and you guys all came back together and then needed to eat, you know, it was like the, the night got away and you wanted to get them to bed. The five to 15 minutes may come in the form of a snuggle, you know, and the, tell me all the things about your day. Do you know how much I missed you? Uh, well, let me hear. Oh, I've got a funny story from my day while you're tickling their arm, right? So five to 15 minutes could happen in bed. And it could be five on a busy day. Do you think you have five minutes per child? This is what kids who really are craving that, that quality time, they'll make up for it in the middle of the night. And now he's just had it reinforced. If as long as he's scared of monsters, he gets more time with mom. So he's going to continue working himself up about the monsters. Whereas if let's just say I could like sprinkle some magic fairy dust on you. And we could just make the guilt go goodbye, okay? And all of a sudden, you showed up and you were a person who believed that having boundaries with your kids is is not mean, not uncaring, but actually loving and generous. Because when you have boundaries with your kids, it helps them to feel safe. So what would that look like with the scary monsters? And it would be like, hey, so just so you know, you have a conversation, this is at a non-relevant time, right? Like it's not when he's in the, not when he's going to bed and scared of the monsters. Hey, I noticed that lately you sometimes at night are having a hard time settling down. You get worried about monsters and, and that causes you to get all worked up and then you want me to stay. And, um, and then before you know it, you don't really fall asleep great. And then you're getting out of your bed and, and then you come into my bed. It's just not going well. And we've got to make sure that you get your body the rest that you need. So we're going to have a new rule, okay? Boundary. We're going to have a new rule. I'm going to give you a kiss. It's lights out at 7.45 with five-year-old, okay? 7.45. It's lights out. And if you get out of your bed, I, I want you to know there are, I, you're, I am your mom. There are never any monsters or bad anything allowed. Do you understand what it's like to be your mom? You are a precious, delicious little boy. And I would never let anything happen to you. So there's nothing scary coming into here, So into this house. So when you come and tell me you're scared of the monsters, I'm going to give you a little kiss and say you're safe. And that's just my way of reminding you, no monsters allowed. I'm the mama. I got you. And I'm going to return you to your bed and there will be no talking. And I'm going to return you to your bed. And I'm going to return you to your bed. 
and I'm going to return you to your bed because you're going to give your body the rest that you need and remind yourself, my mama's here. There's no monsters. You're safe. You're safe. You're safe. There is no more getting out of your bed. And I love you too much not to help you get the rest your body needs. So eight o'clock, it will be lights out tonight. Even if you're scared of monsters, even if you're anything, you remember I'm here. Nothing, this mama will not let anything, anything come and harm either you or your sister. I'm the protector. And I'm just going to remind you, you're safe. And I'm going to take you back to your bed and take you back to your bed and take you back to your bed. It's no longer an option to carry on in all these ways at night and work yourself up. Got it? Hey, podcast listeners, I want to invite you to our weekend warm up coaching call. We are doing a two part series in November and December which is how to prevent holiday hiccups and more. So if you're worried about judgy relatives, uh, that your kids might embarrass you in some way, uh, raising grateful rather than entitled kids, raising kids that actually want to help you make that dish or, or prepare to host that meal, raising kids that are not just all about the presents and What's your plan for after the presents? Like that's usually when a lot, a lot of times the shit show sort of ensues. I want to help you with your plan for that, just like I did for Halloween. Um, tips for surviving the long days of holiday breaks. So we're going to do a two-part workshop series where I'm going to coach you guys. I'm going to do some teaching. I'm going to share my favorite tips. And so part one is on November 18th at 2 p.m. Central. Part two is on December 16th at 2 p.m. Central. And you can sign up. It is totally free. It is for my podcast listeners so I can get to know you guys. Uh, Go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend. The first week of doing it this way, I always say you got to be prepared to lean into the suckage because it will be terrible. Right. Okay. (laughs) You know what happens when we start to be the kind of leader that helps our kids to feel safe, that doesn't just let them run the show, that lets them know I've got you and this is what we're doing. I love you and this is what we're doing. I promise I love you. This is what we're doing. I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to, none of that nonsense. I'm just going to do what needs to be done. You're a little boy who needs your body to rest. I'm not going to discuss it in the heat of the moment. I'll just remind you, you're safe. I love you. And you're going back to bed. You're safe. I love you. And you're going back to bed. He's going to fight it because what kids have learned is if I keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. Sometimes she might back down and cave and then I might get the exact thing I want, which is just more time with my mama. And what you're finding is it's never enough time. And before you know it, you're being pulled by each of them. Their power struggling over you. He's interrupting your sleep. You've got to go to work every day. It's disruptive to your life. Yeah. Correct. It's not working. 
It's not working for you. And frankly, it's not working for them. So when you become the badass mom that you are, and you leave the working mom guilt at the door, and you remind yourself it is quality over quantity, and I'm going to get these kids rested and feeling safe and let them know I've got them. And that's my number one job. And I can do that. And it's not about me sitting and playing with them for hours on end. I'm going to leave that nonsense at the door. And I'm just going to get these kids rested and feeling safe, rested and feeling safe. I'm going to be a mom who learns how to have those boundaries because boundaries are what ultimately helps kids to settle and quiet in their nervous system. And my hunch is, is that your little guy, the reason why he's so stubborn and headstrong and wants to touch all his sister's things, and he's just what we call dysregulated in his nervous system, we need to get him to a place where he can feel more regulated, more grounded. And the best place to do that with a five-year-old is to attack sleep first. It's kind of like we put in the effort and energy now because we're playing the long game. Because by the time they're teenagers, they're going to, like, this stuff is going to be a thing of the past. And they'll understand. They'll have the skills to to put their bodies to sleep for a whole night. They'll also have the skills to respect other people's boundaries. Like I can't go into my sister's room unless I'm invited in. And sister can stop feeling like she has to protect all her stuff and keep him out because she can breathe a little easier that there's some boundaries in the household where he's not allowed in her room unless he's invited in. And they've learned how to play together in the common areas. And mom has reminded everyone we got some rules here. I love this family too much. We have too much love to give to spend fighting with each other. We're we're a team. And mom has spent the time having those boundaries and building that team when they were young so that by the time they're teenagers, they're going to rely on each other because something happens when your kids become teenagers where all of a sudden it's like, hey, mom, you used to be, as I call it, Taylor Swift, like my daughters always love Taylor Swift, like you're Taylor (laughs) Swift. They got front row seats. All they want to do is get Taylor's attention. But then all of a sudden they become teenagers and they're like, Taylor, that's like bubblegum music. Talk to the hand, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) And if they can rely on each other while they're talking to the hand, doing the talk to the hand to you, rather than relying only on their peers, right? For, for support. That's a beautiful thing when a brother and sister can rely on each other during those years. And it kind of becomes like team teenage kid, you know, they'll make fun of you whenever, you know, what my kids try do all the time. Corey's all forever, like doing, like taking a video of me and like, you know, with his be, he does this like be real thing every day. And, um, all my kids do it where they take a video, they take a picture of wherever they are at this particular moment. And he always wants to take some stalker picture of me because they're just making fun of me all the time. Right. Like they're just making fun of me all the time. And I'm like, what, let me see that picture. Do you always have to get the ugliest picture? He's like, that's the part of it, mom. It's a be real. It's like in a real moment. These are the best pictures. I'm like, you know, so they love getting me. Like if I'm in a 
bathrobe, if I'm doing something ridiculous with the dogs, like the goofier, the better, right? Because it's it's team teenage kid. So you are coming to this at, at, at just the right time and you have time to clean this up. I'm actually supposed to be doing this. So the same thing with a three-year-old. They're trying to see how much power they have in the world. It doesn't matter how much you give in. The more you dance and try to don't poke the bear and do exactly what he says, he's just going to up the ante. Now, it's not just that he wanted smoothies. He won't. No, I wanted a blueberry smoothie, not a chocolate one. I wanted that thing. I wanted this thing. The more we dance and appease, the more they're going to up the ante. So what we know is with three-year-olds, we we have to have those boundaries and we also have to have two positive choices as much as possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, bud, are you gonna do are you gonna put your right shoe in sock on first or your left shoe in sock? Are you going to did you want this ball or this ball? Now he's a, he might be like such a he's gotten a lot of bang for his buck hijacking the family like this. So you might be like, you want the red bowl or the green bowl? I want the yellow bowl. Was, is, is that does that sound familiar? It, like he senses that it frazzles you, and maybe eventually somebody might cave when it gets too loud and out of control. Um, and I'd like you to put a boundary down around this screaming behavior. So when he screams and carries on like this, I would let him know from now on, you guys. There's no more. I call it noise polluting, and I say it, talk about it all the time with my dogs. Um, <laughs> No more noise pollution in the common areas. If you feel the need to scream and and make a lot of loud noises and it's hurting other people's ears, just know like like you can go do that outside. You can go do that in your room with the door closed. You may not do that anymore in that areas of the house. So if anybody does noise polluting, just know we're going to be taking you to your calm down spot in your room. Or we're going to say, do you want to go outside and make those that noise or go in your room? And if you don't choose, we'll choose for you. And you're going to go to your calm down spot in your room. And when you're ready to respect that this needs to be a calm place for everyone. We don't hurt each other's ears. with but, And when you want to tell us the, the feelings you're having or or use your big boy words, then you can come and you can talk to us about it. But we can't hear you when you're yelling. And there's no more noise polluting. So we're going to take you. So you have that boundary of you can go outside and you can make all that loud noise. You can go in your room and make all that loud noise and no more. It hurts other people's ears. It's not okay. And if we're in the car and those that that that's happening, just know as soon as mommy or daddy are, it's safe. It's not safe for us to drive in a car with all that noise. It's not, it, it hurts our ears and it's not safe. So we'll pull the car over as soon as we can. And the other people will step out of the car until you're done with all the loud noises. And you can talk to us like I'm talking to you. And then we'll get back in the car and we'll discuss what you need in a way everyone can hear. And then we'll keep going on our way. Anytime your body is telling you straight jacket, constriction, this feels terrible, I feel powerless, that's your body saying there's been a boundary violation. What would a boundary look like in this scenario? 
we always can clean up any, we just have to have a real rule. And when you become the kind of mom that's like, I'm not going to add a bunch of drama to it. This is just the way we're doing things. There's no more noise polluting the main areas of the house. Not happening. This has to be a safe zone for everyone. There's no more noise polluting in the car. It's not safe. We, we, it hurts, it hurts other people's ears. We, no more. We're not doing that. That's good. That's good. And as soon as he gets and and you get out of the car and maybe you and Hudson are like, tell me about your days. We got some time here. (laughs) Looks like we're going to have to wait this out for a few. Tell me about your day. Anything exciting? Any roses? Any thorns? Like, I want to hear about (laughs) you. Use it as pet time with him. And then, and if y'all even like find a laugh or find something that you can just kind of help you from spinning out and putting so much, giving so much airtime to the yelling behavior. That way, when you open the door and you're like, still yelling, still working it out, or you good? And if he's like, then be like, hey, looks like you need a little more time. We're good out here. And you, and you're just checking in with him and you're checking in. When he finally calms down, and you're like, look at you. You calmed down. You just had some, it was a long day. You had a lot to get out. You're just a little guy. It's okay. You calmed your body down. That can be really hard to do. Yeah. Do you know what was upsetting you so much? Do you want to talk to me about it? I'm here. I'm right here. I'm right here. Yes. And as much as you, if you can, if you can touch him, if you can bring a little tenderness, if you can remind him, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. What that is, that actually comes from Peter Levine, who's like the trauma guru. And he says, reminding someone, I'm right here, I'm right here, when they have a dysregulated nervous system, it just grounds them and allows them to feel safe. So it's, it's really a great tactic. I'm right here, buddy. And you calmed your body down. I love you. I'm right here. You're just a little guy in a big day. There was a lot that needed to come out. It's okay. Yeah. You're growing up. You're going to, this, you're, you're growing up. You're going to, you're going to figure this out and we're here for you. And when we need to pull the car over, cause you just have a lot you have to get out and aren't able to, fo- it's not safe and you're not able to follow the rules. We'll just pull over. It's not that big of a deal. It's fine. That is awesome. It's like the opposite of trying to control, you know? Oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like that, like surrender to it. You're three. And sometimes you've had, you got a lot going on in there. It's okay. Yeah. If we prioritize safety, right? It doesn't feel safe to sit in, to be in a household where everyone's now becoming rattled. So we're going to have to remove the child to provide safety for everyone. We're going to have to remove the child. And we're not doing it in a punitive shame. We're not locking the door. We're not, it's, we're not being like crazy town. We're just like, no, 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 this is the deal. And you're going through something and you're going to figure this out and we're here to help you. But we also have to provide emotional safety for the other family members. So we're going to have some boundaries here and it just helps kids to like work through these stages because they know what to what your expectations are and what the rules the real rules of the family are and 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 they figure it out and move through these stages 
much more quickly. Nice. Nice. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's mastermind underscore parenting. Um, And, you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better. And, um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.